He is wearing it. So this means it's all real. That answer, William. Vampires I, are real. William. <laughs> Kristen, they're I real. I really can't thank you enough. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much. That answer is a huge chunk of this for me. Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about real life vampires, theoretically. Yeah, Uh, uh, specifically a documentary? Yes, well, yeah, something that's purportedly a documentary on Discovery Plus, it's available now, um, called Vampires in America. And one of our listeners named Stephanie suggested that we check this out in our Facebook group. So thank you very much, Stephanie. And if anybody out there would like to join the group, that is facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU pod. Yes, I am thrilled for Mm -hmm. this recommendation. Kristen and I talked a little bit behind the scenes about once we started watching this thing. Yeah, it was very different from what I expected. We had to have a very serious conversation about whether or not we can even do a show about it. Yeah. My feeling was, yeah, of course we can. And then the more I watched, I was like, am I right? (laughs) Well, we're doing it. We're doing it. Right. I have so much to say to you. (laughs) All right, great. Why don't you let the floodgates open? Really? Yeah. I mean, not that I don't have things to say as well, but please. You're okay just unleashing me? Yes. Unleash the beast? Yeah, right. Let's slide that coffin lid open and see what happens. All right. Here is the synopsis, just so that everybody's on the same page about what this is. Because this is a recent thing that that the people who know that this exists can't understand it, Mm -hmm. but most people don't even know that this is out there. Right. So, Vampires in America purports to be a documentary. Um, Here's the synopsis. An alarming surge in missing person cases sends vampire hunters to Arizona to investigate if a pack of blood-sucking fiends has emerged from hibernation. But their high-tech hunt uncovers a plan far more nefarious than they could have imagined. I don't know if that's true. I don't know how high-tech they're... (laughs) Well, they use VampNet. They they do... Well, VNet. Is it VampNet or VNet? I think it's VampNet. Okay. Here's where the problems immediately begin. Uh Uh-huh. This is a documentary in name only? Oh, absolutely. There's going to be a lot of conjecture here, everybody. I have tried to figure out what the hell this thing is. So I don't think the jury is out. Let me just name it. Okay. Gotta name it to claim it. We must name it to claim it. (laughs) Therapy thing. It's true. So we follow a pair of self-professed vampire hunters. Mm -hmm. One is named Eric Streit or Strait. And the or other street? Ah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And the other is Marcel von Tingen. Mm-hmm. Tingen. They are the only. They, to their knowledge, they are the only two vampire hunters in the United States. Right. And they have traveled the entire country, nay, the world, mm-hmm. hunting vampires. Um, Marcel von Tingen himself says this. I come from 25 generations of vampire hunters. Hearing the stories from my grandfather and from my father, vampires are so dangerous because they're hiding in plain sight. They look like us. They talk like us. They could be in the grocery aisle, in the post office. They could be your doctor. They could be your next door neighbor. They could even be your priest. They could even be you. You. Right. (laughs) You might be a vampire and you don't know it. Um, I would... uh, uh, So... I believe at a glance that this documentary, it's an hour and a half long, Mm -hmm. and I felt every minute of it. Yeah, yes, me too. Um, This is very similar to all the times that Kristen and I have talked about Zach Bagans. 
I think that this is a documentary where they are saying we are the authorities on this particular subject matter. Mm -hmm. For Zach Bagans, it was hunting ghosts. Right. For these guys, it is vampires. I don't know if Zach would say he is the authority. I think these guys would say that they are the authorities, though. These guys certainly do. You're right about Zach Bagans. I think that he at least has this, like, um, to start on Ghost Adventures. And we've talked so... If you haven't heard us talk about Ghost Adventures, mm-hmm. just look it up. My God have mercy on your Oh, good soul. God. Ghost, <laughs> Guide to the Unknown, Ghost Adventures. Google that. Mm-hmm. So... Zach Bagans has this stuff at the beginning of that show's history, like season one, and the documentary, more importantly. He talks about how he didn't believe in ghosts until he came face to face with one. Right. So it's maybe not that he's the expert, but it's driven by a very personal story for mm-hmm. him. 25 seasons of yeah. ghost adventures. Yeah. And I think it's a similar thing here. Zach Bagans began with an hour and a half long documentary called mm-hmm. Ghost Adventures, which he clearly sold and did really well with. The mm-hmm. Travel Channel has produced 25 seasons. It's now on Discovery. Is it literally 25? I think so. Wow. But it's not 25 years. You know, I, I think no, it's, I know, yeah. but... But it's it's a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, it's on Discovery Plus, just like this is, soon to be merged with HBO Max, evidently. I saw that. Which is great. Works for me, because I, I use both of those streaming services regularly, so that's great. And I don't use them regularly at all, and yet I have them. <laughs> Mostly Discovery Plus I have for this. Well, you have my login for HBO Max, I think, right? Or is it your own? I don't remember at oh, this Okay, point. it doesn't matter. So I think that Eric Streit and Marcel Van Tingen mm-hmm. on the surface made this 90-minute documentary of them hunting vampires in the southwestern United States to sell as a pilot so that they can have their own show where mm-hmm. they do this every week. Yeah, I think that's entirely possible. It's the most likely. Yes. But the show is so weird. It's beyond weird. This was So I went into this sight unseen. I hadn't seen a trailer or anything. Just Stephanie saying in the group, like, this is a show that exists. Yeah. I think that you should check it out. And, you know, whatever. So my expectation going into it was that I thought, so I, I guess she said that these are people who are uh, hunting vampires that they think are responsible for deaths in Arizona. Right. I thought they meant people who see them, who are human, but identify themselves as vampires. Right. So I thought there was like a problem in the vampire community or something. Yeah. And, but very quickly you learn, no, no, they mean actual, yes. like un- the living dead Vampires. They say they're hominids, but yeah. they're not humans. Some they of them mean literal vampires, like you see in the movies. Some of them are thousands of years old. Yes. So, what did you think going into this, Kristen? I had no idea. Throughout my notes, I think I kept writing down because I don't. I don't think I, I remembered last week you saying that we should do this. Mm-hmm. I did not remember you saying that a listener had suggested it. Oh. So I kept writing in my notes. Why does Kristen know about this? <laughs> why? Why? Because <laughs> no one's talking about this. <laughs> You know, and the people who are talking about it, because there are there no. are like a few. And thank God that Stephanie did. Yes. Oh, I'm thrilled. Raise Kristen, your voice. I am so happy that we watched this because it is so. <laughs> I am too. It was. It is an oddity. Man. Beyond. It's. You know what the kids are talking about these days, Chris? The young ones. What? They're talking about icebergs. Are you familiar with this? No. Go on YouTube. Look up anything iceberg. Okay. And search, and you're going to find conspiracy theory videos. 
They're awesome. They're oh, okay. Awesome. I'm familiar with them a lot for video games. Uh-huh. So we recently did, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Horror Stuff and Easter Eggs last week. We played Red Dead Redemption. Yes. On uh, our Patreon this past Monday. Mm-hmm. People will make videos about the iceberg of Red Dead Redemption. So it'll be like the tip of the iceberg is you find this piece of graffiti in this area. But the further you get down the iceberg, then it starts becoming like, is it aliens? Okay. So icebergs are like the full breadth of, of hmm. wild conspiracy in oh, okay. a piece of media. Okay. And I've got, I think you could build an iceberg out of this show. Oh, Because Kristen, I started yeah. digging not, I started like, anytime they mentioned a name on the show, I would mm-hmm. Google it. Mm-hmm. Anytime they put a newspaper clipping on screen, yeah. I would quote it and search for that to, oh, so, so I could maybe find that newspaper article. Good. And then I started trying to dig into the two hosts themselves. Yeah, I have some stuff there. Do you as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We can compare and contrast because it's wild. Yeah. And the reason why I instantly started trying to verify what was happening in the show is because they start by being like, yep, we're in the Southwest because there are a lot of missing persons cases here. Mm-hmm. Missing persons cases in the Southwestern U.S. have been on the rise in the last few years. Mm-hmm. This is a new documentary, by the way. Yeah. They're doing their investigation in 2020. Right. And they say that missing persons cases are on the rise. I've seen people dispute that and say, no, they've okay. been going down. And they interview, one of the first people that they, they interview is a farmer. Is he? No, no he's not. He's definitely not. They, no. they go to speak to a man who is clearly playing a farmer. Okay. It's an actor. So, it's got to be. I, yes, I would like to say off the bat, part of why we're saying this is such an oddity, whatever, is because it is absolutely unequivocally i have no doubt in my mind only populated by actors nobody who they are talking to is not an actor and i am 100 certain of that so i'm used to watching certain without verification yes but even in an interview that i read with eric straight or whatever he was like well we want to leave that to the i want to see what people think he didn't say like no no no. we seriously went and talked to people like there i knew already but that all but confirmed it when right. he said that. But anyway, so that's the th- that's the weirdest thing about... Well, maybe not the weirdest, but that's one of the weirdest things about it to me because I'm used to, and I know William is not as much, because I'll watch, I'll dip into ghost shows. I, you know, brought ghost adventures into our lives. I'll check out a Dead Files. I'm used to in, like, really weird material, but it's usually, it seems like they're talking to real non-actor people, and if they're lying, they're lying, but they're still not like paid actors these were absolutely paid actors pretending they were farmhands pretending they were veterinarians pretending that they were a victim of a a vampire attack Attack, yeah um all kinds of stuff pretending they were some sort of like wasn't no it was another pi uh, yeah, yeah. Another private investigator. Yeah, I, I've never, I, I've never seen anything. Like I've never this in my seen life. such a thing. Uh, so good. I'm glad that you said that because I was thinking like, well, listen, I know that Travel Channel has developed a reputation for, you know, weirdo reality shows. Like, not like this. No. No, not that I've seen. Because this purports to be real, and I yet know. it feels so fake. And they're saying such outlandish things it's undoubtedly fake like i you know i watch a lot of reality tv and people criticize it for being fake and a lot of things are set up yeah but it still doesn't feel fake to me because i do think that these are real people reacting how they would react in situations that are perhaps forced i'm talking about general reality tv this is this is basically a movie (laughs) yeah yeah what we watched yes it is very strange put it out there as if it is real and the next weird thing is that 
there was almost no marketing for this. Mm-hmm. I, everywhere I looked, people would write like, where did this come from? I saw, I found no marketing for this whatsoever. Eric so, Streit yeah. <laughs> remarked on that himself. Oh, he did? What did he say? Yes. He, I mean, honestly, just um, acknowledged the fact that there was like no marketing for this. Yeah. And that you would just come across it or something. Well, mission accomplished then. Yeah. Um, here, then, since we're now sort of maybe trying to figure out if this is a film, do you recommend <laughs> Vampires in America? I do. I do. I would yeah. say pop it on. You're not going to miss that much if you decide that you're bored with it, yeah. like a little bit in. But I do. I Yeah, you got to see this. It's very strange. What about you? I highly recommend Vampires in America. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. highly. What an experience. I, I had wow, so, what a moment. I had so much fun looking at it, sometimes getting annoyed at it, mm-hmm. sometimes just being like, this probably was fun to make. And sometimes just being like, like having fun trying to parse out what's real and what's fake. I And ultimately I, going like, I think it's all fake. I can't tell what I think about our main characters. Okay. Because it seemed, you know, by saying that, I mean, are they just straight up, you know, actors or... Um, I don't know, people who are just doing this for a cash grab, or do they really believe genuinely in vampires? Right. Uh, I don't know. Like, Eric Strait, in this interview that I read with him, did seem to know a lot about, I don't know, like, religions and vampire lore and all this kind of stuff. So, I just, I'm not, I, I can't tell whether this was just like a blind like because also he was a reality tv producer yes um so i don't know if it's just a a cash grab sort of thing or if this was genuinely an interest of his but he put his reality producer cap on right while he was deciding how to go through with it yes at first blush the fact that eric straight straight whatever what do you say let's just go with i was gonna say straight and then let's go straight straight okay it's s-t-r-e-i-t so we'll go with straight Mm -hmm. so at first blush yeah when you find out that this guy was a reality tv producer you go oh okay it's fake this is fake Mm -hmm. um um because okay he he here's a quote and it's a quote from a very particular place we'll get into this after working as a director on the on the Dr. Phil show and as a producer oh. on the docu reality uh, series intervention straight produced a hundred. Oh, it's after doing that straight produced 189 episodes of little people, big world. Okay. Okay. Um, Doesn't get more real than that. So I, he's been in the industry for a good long while. Yep. He's, he's worked on a million shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. On this show, when he's talking about his history with vampires, He's wearing a red neckerchief. That, I was beside myself. I can't believe that I stayed on the couch and I didn't just start rolling around on the ground when this happened. (laughs) He said. And they don't spend a lot of time on it. No. And I could talk about it for a really long time. He said... I don't think he's using it to its best potential, his neckerchief. I firmly agree, yeah. He said that the red neckerchief that he is wearing is made out of Kevlar. Right. And that that protects him from vampire bites. Right. But 
he's wearing it like a rolled up bandana. Like if you took a bandana and rolled it up a whole bunch. Right. Like it's it was trendy, maybe still is, to kind of wear like that. And then you, you know, tie it in like a little knot. Right. If this is really for vampire bite protection, I feel he should be wearing it like full triangular bandana. Yes. And it should be coming up to like his chin. And I have to say Like that- a dicky. His his co-host does wear like a full neck yes thingy. So I'm trying to show for people a who are gator watching the or video, whatever they call it. I ended up I, my 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 stuff didn't back up right, so I can't pull it up on the screen like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're watching the video version right now, the shorter guy is Eric Straight. He is wearing a red thing around his neck. That is his red kerchief that he says is made out of Kevlar, which is bulletproof vest material. Yes. And his co-host there is Martin Marson. Mm-hmm. Why is it gone? Marcel. Marcel. And he's wearing a black one around his neck. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. So, assuming that this was made in 2020 and that it's quite fake. Right. I would assume, if I go back and look at photos of this man. That he's always wearing his Kevlar protective. And no matter where you look, I see photos of him and he's not wearing it. He's wearing like a, sh- a business cash shirt. I didn't think to No look red at this. neckerchief. I'm so glad you looked. But I found this. And this blows my mind. Okay. Blows my mind. The quote I read to you before about his bona fides yeah. comes to us from nyfa.edu. That is the New York Film Academy. Uh-huh. It is a school. Yeah. He's he, a professional. He came to speak to the school in 2016, and the photo that they used of him looking noticeably younger than he does on the show, mm-hmm. Kristen... Oh my God, you know what? I came across this same thing and I didn't even think about it. Oh my God, He William. is wearing the that red neckerchief. That answers everything. He is wearing it. So this means it's all real. That answer, William. Vampires I, are real. William. <laughs> Kristen, they're I real. I really can't thank you enough. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you so much. That answer is a huge chunk of this for me. <laughs> You're well. You're he so welcome. He believes they're real, and I came across that picture, and I di- it didn't even register his neckerchief. Kristen, you're absolutely right. It's clearly years ago. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I saw the same picture, and I was like, "Wow, okay, that's you know, whatever source I was looking at, I was like, okay, this is right. an older source." But I didn't zoom in mentally on the neckerchief. Yeah. So here, here's why this complicates it's real. things. It's all real. It's, it's all true. Yeah. Here's why this complicates things, though. The the show is clearly fake. Well, that, okay, like it's so clearly this, populated by actors. This goes to my point. <laughs> Kristen, I, does this go all the way to the top? I think it does because also I remarked or all the to way w- just to below the top around the neck. <laughs> I remarked to Will that I find him to look like Steve Bannon. Yeah, he does. Look so like perhaps Steve it Bannon. does go all the way to the top. It might. Um, okay, something that I posited to you in text before I said, okay, stop. We just got to talk about this on the show. Forget it. I'll stop saying things. Okay. Is here is what I think about what's going on here. Yes. So I now look, I already thought this was the case, but William, thank God for you. You've confirmed for me that these are true believers. This can't be Kevlar, can it? No, no. These are no, <laughs> but <laughs> what do you buy a Kevlar neckerchief? <laughs> Where do you get that? Or maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe he has resources. How flexible is Kevlar? William, we said it goes all the way to the top. Perhaps he has resources that he was able to get like a, a strip of Kevlar. That's probably custom. I don't think you can buy a Kevlar neckerchief. A custom neckerchief? Hang on. Let's look up Kevlar neckerchief. It's like a bandana. Like yeah. I bought a bandana for Molly Kevlar the other day. Kevlar bandana. Let's try. It. Okay, Kevlar. it fills in. Really? They okay. This is a thing. I mean, what? it doesn't look like that. Is but... it for vampire wear? No, it's for hockey. 
For hockey? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. For for uh, getting... Not taking a puck to the neck exactly. or something. Yep. Okay. Okay. So so this is this is possible. I'm getting one. How much is it? How much is it? <laughs> 150 bucks. What? <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. Nope. 14 okay. $14.99 is a big drop off. I, I That's even, a huge drop off. I hadn't even scrolled all the way to the top yet of yeah. where it was, and I thought one four nine in my head was what I had seen, yeah, but yeah. it's fourteen. That fits neatly into my bandana budget. <laughs> you can get a nicer one for thirty two ninety nine. Oh uh, no, that's too steep. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's what I think about what's going on yes. as far as format. Tell me. So now confirmed, Eric and Marcel are true believers. I think that. Absolutely, these are actors. There's no question. Everyone watch this. Discovery I, Plus, Vampires yeah. in America. You're going to have a blast. I, I genuinely... We're, we're we going to make fun of it. We were just we were bored by it. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. But it's but both. But you will. It, it is, is both. both. Yeah. It certainly is both. Yeah. I don't I don't want to too much oversell. There's such like, a thing as a boring well, blast, right? <laughs> a boredom blast off? I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think uh, you're going to be... It oscillates. Bewildered, in, bored, and blast. I think, yeah. yeah. Because in the beginning, it was so out there that I, I was riveted. And yeah. then I guess I had gotten acclimated to the idea. So then Borden started to set in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it came back up a little bit. I, I'm okay. not sure. But so I think that if you were to say to them, this is fake, they yeah. would say, these are reenactments of things that we actually did. And people don't usually do this. I'm not saying this is good. I'm saying what I imagine. And people don't usually do this in reality TV, but we're trying something different. What if we upped the production value of taking you through these stories? So it's a dramatization of their real investigation style. And usually dramatizations are kind of cutaway things. And they don't have, I don't know, the hosts or people who said that they did this interacting with the fake person. So I will say they're taking it out a whole new door. I'll tell you what. I don't think it's a good door, but I, I have not seen this before. I'm intrigued by that in theory. Mm-hmm. I think that it's one of the trickiest cells yeah. I can imagine. Walking a real tightrope. You know, I, I just think that, I think that, and I, and listen, this is something that I struggle with. It's something that a lot of creators struggle with. You've got an idea that's too clever by half mm-hmm. and you're so proud of it. You're so passionate about your really, really, really clever idea. But sometimes people want something simple and familiar. Yeah. The phrase kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. I think that this show, if that is the pursuit, mm-hmm. if we're going to take your your theory there as, as a, a possibility. I think so. It's too clever by half and it leaves the viewer going, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know if this is fake but meant to be real. Right. Is it fake and meant to be fake? I'm not sure. It makes me think of on Investigation Discovery, Joe Kenda. Yeah. You know this guy? I've actually never watched the show, but I had the pleasure of meeting Joe Kenda. Yeah, hell of a yes, man. Hell, hell of a, a guy. Man. Sturdy. Yeah. So <laughs> Sturdy and steady. Steady. That guy's got a steady hand. It's true. Mm-hmm. So this guy, is a, he's a retired detective, and he's got a show on Investigation Discovery. It's all true crime stuff, right? Um, he's out of the game. Yeah. So he tells stories of his adventures, and they've dramatized... his stories with a younger cast yeah and that i'm very familiar with i actually love that format it's It's, just so comfy and unsolved mysteries and everything but if you were to take joe kenda and have him interacting with those actors it would be be weird it would be confusing Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why i look at this and i think is there no marketing because somebody greenlit a a risky production and they still were like, well, what are we going to do? Like, not air it? Right. We're going to air it. And if it does, well, great. We can, we can have more conversations. 
Um, I think that's ultimately what this is. I think yes. this is a passion project for these two guys. Yep. Um, and I firmly applaud that. Oh, I'm, I'm puzzled a little bit by the execution. I'm puzzled a little bit by the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I firmly like I I applaud it. And I and I listen. This was not easy to put together. Yeah. If anybody looks at this and calls it lazy, they don't understand how hard it is to make something. No, it's certainly not lazy. It's not. Yeah. It, no. It's 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 confusing. Yeah. Um, but it uh, it feels to me like people who just wanted to try making something, and I really support that. Totally, as much, try, as, I, as, much as I will make fun of it. Absolutely, yeah. but try it out. Why not? Absolutely. Well, I am barely over you finding that old picture of him with the Kevlar neckerchief. I, it's it makes it a fact to me. Yes. So let's let's stay on him him then while okay. we're on the the topic because I did more digging on Eric Strait, mm-hmm. and I found um, uh, and I realized this might be a little weird. Okay. Found his Facebook. Okay. He is one of the few places where he where this show has been marketed. He's yeah. tried to get the word out himself, mm-hmm. right? So I took a few screenshots of a couple of standout moments, I felt. Great. Because he posted the, the trailer for it when it was coming out. And I was still, at this point, trying to figure out, is this fake or real or is it a joke? Is it a mockumentary? You haven't found the smoking gun yet. Correct. Somebody asked this question. Wait, you're a vampire hunter? Okay, I'm watching. <laughs> And then Eric responded himself, yes, been keeping it a secret for over three decades. Nice. Which sounds like a joke. And there's even a laugh emoji in response to this like it is a joke. So I'm I don't like, know. I wouldn't read that like a joke. I've been keeping it a secret. He's been secretly of hunting vampires for 30 years? Given the context that he has a documentary about vampire hunting, I would be like, oh, okay. While he was making Little People Big World? Yes. Okay. Somebody else said, um, interview Rod Farrell. And I think this is something for us to look into. It definitely is. Interview Rod Farrell, the self-proclaimed vampire who murdered that older couple a few years ago. Oh. And Eric responds, I know his story well. Oh. And then we get two more responses. Did, William, did Father Sebastian come up? Father Sebastian? Yeah. The uh, the head <laughs> vampire of the Sabretooth clan of New Orleans? Oh, my God. No. Uh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go for it. What? So I I decided to... (laughs) Father Sebastian. Perchance did Father Sebastian arise? No. No, he didn't. Why? What do we have to talk about? (laughs) What what do you got to say about Father Sebastian? I guess I I suppose he wouldn't necessarily because... Sounds like you just wanted to get to Father Sebastian. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Methinks it's time. To discuss Padre, <laughs> Father Sebastian. Well, you know, it, it did feel organic at first, <laughs> but now that I think about it, not really. Like, all right, we can because... talk about your thing. Why? What do you want to say? <laughs> oh, no, they called Sorry that... I was boring you. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time I was less bored. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. but, but no, because they were calling out a famous vampire. I came across a famous vampire named Father Sebastian. Okay. Who's the head of the Sabretooth clan. Awesome. And they're... <laughs> all these things. You said it all so fast that I didn't have time to digest it. Yeah. Father Sebastian in New Orleans is the head of the Sabretooth clan is finally registering and it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So if you go on YouTube and look up Vice, put in True Blood because they're kind of using True Blood as a springboard um, for talking about this in the Vice thing. But they're investigating like 
real life vampires and yeah. they decide to follow Father Sebastian, who is somebody who helps people get like fang prosthetics. He installs yeah. them and stuff. Okay. And um, throws kind of like a regular ball, and they even call it out in the the Vice story. It seems a little culty, like everybody is kind of like referring back to Father Sebastian a lot. Right. And uh, the reason I said I realized after I brought him up that this wouldn't really apply is because he doesn't identify as like an actual actual vampire who needs blood to live. It's yeah. more of a a psychic vampire vibe. Okay. And finally, when pushed, he'd been kind of dancing around, and when pushed, he <clears> says actually. The blood drawing thing, and he says a sweeping generalization. I, I don't know if it is or not. I have no idea. That's more of a fetish. That is a sexual thing. Oh. Um, but the the energy exchange is more what vampires in general are about. Interesting. Yeah. So he he wouldn't be hot on the trail of Father, Father Sebastian, but I think Father Sebastian think might be safe for now. Yeah, for now. For now. Mm-hmm. Stay Air on Street. your guard, Sebastian. Yeah, that's right. Don't stray. <laughs> One toe out of line. <laughs> and Eric Strait is going to come straight for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, other uh, straight facts. So, some more straight shooting. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, at Vast Twilight on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, also did some more digging and said that Eric Strait wrote a book called Vampire Killers of Route 66. Hmm. So I uh, went on to Amazon and I bought it. <laughs> okay. That's how easy it is to, uh-huh. get, to get a sale out of old Willie. Yeah. Vampire Killers of Route 66. Mm-hmm. When a map documenting where hundreds of vampire safe houses are located. That's the other. Th- Sorry, go ahead. Go a ahead. team of highly skilled hunters is summoned. To destroy the demons of the night before they destroy us. Hmm. That's 156 pages. Okay. And this is fiction, I guess? Is this like a... Uh, because that reads like the synopsis of a novel. You're right. But who <laughs> Yeah, knows? you're right. You're right. What am I talking about? Who can be yeah. sure? I'm not... I don't know. Yeah. Now, is this like a Dan Aykroyd kind of situation? Does this guy have like a family history of... Like vampire stuff, and he wrote fiction about it, and he's trying to just get the word out there. I didn't come across family history of it, so I'm not sure. Yeah. We know Marcel's a 25th or whatever generation vampire hunter. True, yes. But I didn't see that about Eric. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm sorry I cut you off, Will. Was there more stuff from his Facebook comments? Yeah, but I don't... That was... Uh, okay, I can try to, it's fine. Let's see, if there, let's see if there was anything of, mm-hmm. of interest here still, because there were another couple of quotes. So somebody had brought up a, va- a self-proclaimed vampire who murdered an older couple. Right. And Eric said, I know his story well. Oh, right. And left it at that. Yes, what was that? Somebody responded, I was working mornings uh, w- here at this address with Gonzo when that went down. Hmm. So the, some shared Gonzo contact. Okay. The morning of his sentencing, we talked about whether or not Rod Farrell, the self-proclaimed vampire, sounds like a Conan, like a late show with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, Rod Farrell, the self-proclaimed vampire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, would get the death penalty. I said, if he gets the death penalty, don't use the electric chair. Drive a stake through his heart. A little vampire humor. Yeah. And then somebody responded to that. Uh, if you watch the show, supposedly it's very hard to drive a stake through a, va- a vampire's heart because it's too small. So the only truly effective way to kill a vampire is to chop off their head. Wait, I don't remember. Is their heart too small? Uh, it's not that their heart's too small. It's just a hard target to hit. Okay. That's what Marcel 
right. says in this show. Why is it a hard target to hit? It's small. Oh, so it, but it is okay. It's easier to chop off the head. Yeah, right. At this point. No, I know that. Um, but this commenter goes on to say that's what the fake ass Looney Tune Marcel von Fakenstein said. Oh, and that's posted right on on Eric his Strait's page Facebook. Mm-mm. Throwing shade at Eric Strait's co-host, right? Which I think is a decent transition into Marcel. Yes. Please. What are your feelings about Marcel? He's the quieter of the two. Yes. Um. I don't know. I, I It's hard to get a beat on Marcel. He has a German accent. Mm-hmm. He says he carries a machete with him wherever he goes because it's easy to cut off the head. That's the that best way to kill a vampire. That was definitely standout. He says that he's never killed a vampire. Yes. But didn't he say you saw his dad do it or something? He did. He yeah. said that his father saved him from a vampire when he was very small. Right. Um, uh, here's something uh, interesting. If you Google the name Marcel von Tingen, you only get this show mm-hmm. yeah this He's is a f- just a dude this is not no no this is not his real name oh at vast twilight on twitter again says that marcel von tingen is actually named marcellus shawl oh okay i have found his facebook uh-huh. as well and Excellent. his profile picture is him with that black neck guard on perfect so it is him yeah uh, not much activity. Okay. Definitely seems to, to keep it chill. Hmm. Not I enough. Von Tingen is like a far back family name. Right. And so he's using that as kind of his stage name. It could be. It also, you know, it, it brings to mind Van Helsing. It does. So. That's true. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily rule out. I, I guess when you find out that that's not his real name, it makes you think actor. Fake. Partially. Eh, he didn't feel like an actor to me. Yeah, but this whole thing is filled with clearly actors. I don't think that Marcel von Tingen is one of them. No? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it is strange. I don't know. He's largely the one with like the cold, hard facts. Right. So he will explain like what vampires are. And interestingly, he's like, if you've ever seen a vampire movie, mm-hmm. they're right. <laughs> oh, like, I know. That's one of the things. These are vampires the way that every movie has ever described them. That's one of the things that they say in the documentary is that vampires consulted on all of the great works of like vampire literature that we know of. So yes. Bram Stoker's Dracula was written in concert with a real vampire right. who was giving him information about their world and ditto interview with the vampire. Dictated by mm-hmm. a vampire. Right. But so he does explain uh, a few things. If you go somewhere and you see a V spray painted with a circle around it. I don't know why they would do this. I don't know why they would do that. It means that there was a successful kill on right. that spot. If there's a line drawn through that V, it means their breeding ground has been located and they are ready to attack. Right. And But why are they still doing this today? I don't know. Because first of all, I don't really understand the V on the ground at any point in time. They can't have phones? Right. But even like, why be like, this is the mark of the vampire. This is where I killed. It's already done. Yeah. I don't really understand why you're communicating that to other vampires because you're not even saying who you are. Right. So you can't even say, oh, it's because people want credit for it. It's just a general statement. A vampire has killed somebody here. I I think this may be rooted in something I've heard before that um, homeless populations have signs that they will leave places saying like, this is a symbol and it means that people here are not friendly. Well, that makes sense to me. Right. So if you, if I I guess the theory here is that there are not many vampires in the world Mm -hmm. and maybe they are similarly migratory and leaving a sign of where they found safety even for just a minute. Oh, I mean, they don't really say that though. That could be, they're just saying like, yeah, they're just saying like, 
yeah, I killed somebody here. V. V. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that could be. <clears throat> he says wherever they go, they leave soil from their homeland. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Why? And it's from Romania, meaning uh-huh. all vampires are from Romania? Right, but there are 20,000 like operational vampires in the United States today? And they're yeah. all Romanian? They're all Romanian. Um, he tests the soil, and he says that if it has a high ammonia content... Uh, that might mean it's where vampires are, but it also might mean that's animal urine. So <laughs> right. they send that off to somebody else to verify. He runs a test. And he's like, I knew it, ammonia. We're going to have to have somebody else test this now to see if it's animal pee, <laughs> right. ammonia, or vampire ammonia. I'm like, so you tested to see if you should get someone else to test Yeah, it? why don't you just cut out the middleman, which is you? Yeah. Um, Will, I just realized, do they talk in this documentary about... The idea of vampires turning normal people into vampires? Thank you for asking me exactly that question. Oh, great. They say, for the most part, if a vampire bites you, it's not to turn you, Kristen. Right. It is to drain you of your blood. That's what I thought, because just now when I... All right, I was wondering if I was if I had skipped over something in my viewing, because I was when I said the thing about how everybody's from Romania... I thought to myself, wait a second, don't they turn people so they wouldn't be from Romania? So I'm wrong. But well, then puzzling. I thought, I don't remember this coming up. They can turn you. But they get so excited and overzealous that they just drain all the blood instead. They primi- primarily drain you of all of your blood. Right. But sometimes if they leave some vampire saliva in a living victim, mm-hmm. that person will become a vampire. Right. And presumably they still want Romanian dirt. Right. Because all vampires leave Romanian dirt everywhere they go. Well, I guess it's from their homeland. So I guess some vampires... Or leaving like Chicago dirt? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe? Yeah, Chicago dirt. Yeah. Um, sunlight will burn their skin faster than humans, but it won't kill them. Hmm, so same. They're like us. Yeah. Uh, garlic repels them, but it's not de- deadly. Um, same with crucifixes. Mm-hmm. Steaks can kill vampires, but it's just very hard to hit the heart, so they rely on the machete to cut off the head. I think it's funny that they have a tiny heart. I, yeah. Vampire elders it's theorized, can be anywhere from 500 to 5,000 years old. They know things our historians don't have a clue about. Right. They've been present for major, you know, globe-changing events. Yes. Uh, They theorize that there are two vampire elders in each country. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they know that. I don't know either. You know, in an interview that I read with Eric Street, he said something interesting about the idea of vampires and garlic and stuff. So if they are humanoid and all of their senses are extremely heightened, they have like super smell and, you know, super strength and all this. Yeah. The deal is, is that garlic is so pungent even to our normal human nose that to their vampire nose, it's like unbearable because their nose is so strong. Well, then theoretically so, anything's stinky. Yes. Correct, stinky cheese. Stinky cheese. Yes. But so that's the thing. It could be anything. Stinky but we lapped on, we latched onto garlic okay. because it's recognizable and it's very strong. And I guess vampires like didn't like it. And th- so stinky. that's the thing. It's not that they necessarily have like a, a fatal garlic allergy. It's that it's too stinky for them. Uh, because maybe that's what all the blah, yeah. blah was about. Blah. Garlic blah. Too stinky blah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, here's here. Let's talk about the story a little bit. So mm-hmm. the story is is patterned thusly: Marcel and Eric go to a place. Or speak to a person. Right. They learn some piece of information from that place or from that person that makes them go, we should go here. Right. To the next place. To the next place. So it's very much like pop, popping from here to there to there to there to there. Mm-hmm. Um, so where they start is with this farmer, ostensibly, whose cattle have been mutilated. Right. 
And uh, he's like, damnedest thing. It's, you know, it's just crazy. Can't believe all my ponies been drained of all their laugh juice. Yeah. And Happened just like, over yonder. Really dramatic. You know, there are pauses left Dernedest for thing. impact. And that was my first sign of like what yes usually if you if you see any documentary where they like interview a farmer he's like yep i've been working here for uh 50 years mm -hmm. yeah i don't know we had ponies and they they, but they all died it's weird yeah like but this guy's like he it's like he's on he's walker texas ranger yeah. yes he's like being like ah, our job <laughs> the only thing i do harder than farming is noodling canoodling with ladies what i feel like he's like he's doing like weird like drama actor yeah guy where he's like sexy farmer yeah farmer sexy definitely farmer sexy um and so uh they're talking about how um all the flesh has been drained out of the Blood. cows and he's like darndest thing is it's all been two puncture wounds on the neck and that's it i don't know what to make of it mm -hmm. like he he strings along enough information to be like it's definitely vampires right but then like huh i don't know though and and meanwhile marcel and eric are the ones to like shoot looks to each other yeah with little musical stings with like two two teeth marks uh. we know what that means oh my god but only you and i know what that Ex means right yeah, yeah nobody else can figure this out right they start talking about a case of somebody who died they put text on the screen as if it's a newspaper mm -hmm. so i immediately start googling what right. i saw on screen they're talking about a guy named connor gordon mm -hmm. who died and the text on screen says body of connor gordon found off of dot 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 so immediately i pop that in quotes and i put that in google search for that exact phrase let's find this article yeah here, here's what comes up not an article about somebody dying okay strangely even though i didn't type in anything about vampires all i did was search for body of connor gordon off of mm -hmm. i was directed to the phantom wiki for a character named connor jordan not connor gordon connor jordan from the vampire diaries what <laughs> coincidence certainly uh-huh almost definitely However, what a weird coincidence. That's a really strange coincidence. And I believe the farmer's name was Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. So, so wait, did you end up finding anything about a Connor Gordon? No, this this article mm. does not appear to exist. All right. Well, it does not it's appear at least to be true. Not cataloged on the on the internet. Yeah, but where was this article then? In the local paper. And they, they don't upload to the internet. They there. only put it on paper. They handwrite mm -hmm. each one of those papers mm -hmm. these days. So, um, Connor Gordon, nothing, but it did bring Wait, me to Connor Gordon. Wait, genuine question. I'm not really arguing that this is real. Is everything that's in a newspaper also online for public consumption? Probably like, not, would, but maybe. Yeah, I really, I really don't know. But like, you know, is everything that's in the home news tribune like findable online? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Um, one of our listeners uh, writes for Rue Morgue magazine. Yes, and and listed Guide to the Unknown in mag in the magazine in Just print. So cool! It's very very cool. And uh, so I've got copies of the magazine over there. It's just neat to have. Mm -hmm. And point to Guide to the Unknown in print. Yeah. Very awesome. Couldn't find it online. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily rule out that there was a Connor Gordon who was passed. You're right, but how much smoke do we need? Yeah, I know, I know. Because um, I'll, I'll, I'll also say this: I found a Reddit thread of everybody, of like everybody in the thread talking about this show, and being uh -huh. like, "This is definitely not real. This acting is yeah bad. This acting is kind of kooky." This I I 
only saw similar sentiments on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I got this uh, comment from Flimsy Fun hmm. 7481 who says, I work in telecom. So here's the geeky reason I'm not buying the show. An hour and four minutes and 52 seconds in, they show a scene from the alleyway of what they call their Phoenix, Arizona headquarters. A sign on the adjacent building says World Nails, and here's the phone number. I won't mm-hmm. say it. Google Maps, um, uh, they Google Map it. They're located at 2427 Broadway in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So it was a critical area, uh, error. Right. The wrong area code was on the World Nails sign. Yeah. And this person who works in telecom was like, that area code is not Phoenix. That is a problem. So this show that's saying that it's a documentary shot in just outside Tucson was made in LA. Ouch. And people have found similar things, like some locations that they go to and say are in Phoenix are actually in LA. Oh, boy. There are several things uh, like that. Also a place where actors dwell. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't help. The yeah, optics right. of it, it's not helping. Yes, right? certainly. It's also not impossible that it's like, well, we yeah, we did our headquarters stuff there. We didn't say the headquarters was in Phoenix. We said we were investigating something in Phoenix and we showed our headquarters and that, yes, was in LA. Right. But we've got to slow down the whole thing to go like, we're in LA for this part, but we'll be back in Phoenix. Right. There are plenty of things that you can point to to go like, but isn't it possible X, Y, Z? Yeah. And yes, yes, of course it's possible that any one of these things are all... Certainly. A million coincidences that suggest this is fake. I again, But that's why you don't present this as if it's definitely real when clearly it doesn't feel real. That's the thing. I, I again now am extra convinced that at the very least Eric Street is genuinely into vampire hunting. Right. And I have a feeling that he does not mind embellishing all the circumstances around it. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that you are right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, I, I also have, uh, they, they talk about how they're going to meet up with a, a private investigator named Tom, Tim Folan. Yeah. Instantly Google I like this part. I love, uh, this yeah. is so much fun. This is a good part. I Google Tim Folan and I find another Reddit thread. Everyone agrees everybody in here are actors. Someone says the farmer guy was too pale, so there's no way he works outside on a farm. <laughs> Interesting. And then Evil Space Waffles, user nice. on Reddit, says, felt like I was playing Red Dead Redemption or something. <laughs> So I just want to remind everybody, yeah. uh, patreon.com slash GTTU pod. This past Monday, Kristen and I played Red Dead Redemption's mm-hmm. horror themed uh, downloadable content. We sure did. Called Undead Nightmare. We fight zombies in that. It's yep. available right now. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Mm-hmm. And while I'm on this, let May me take well. a second to uh, tell people that write this second on Patreon. Kristen and I have released our commentary track for the new Scream movie. Mm-hmm. So you can hit play right when you tell it or right when we tell you to, and then you'll hear Will and I talking over the whole movie. The so movie. I, I wouldn't recommend it being your first viewing of the movie. No. Um, but we had a really great time recording it, and we have commentary tracks for all of the other Scream movies that people seem to have enjoyed. So we hope that you like this one as well. Yeah, hope you enjoyed everybody. It was a lot mm-hmm. of fun to do, and it's out right this second. So go get yeah. it. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. And that's available for everybody who is on our ghost tier which is four dollars a month and up yes if you become a demon that is our highest tier 13 dollars a month gets you everything an extra guide to the unknown every single week mm-hmm. in fact that's so right go check that out that's patreon.com slash gttu pod and we have an option in the middle just so you know there's also an eight dollar tier and yes. all that is laid out on the patreon so go check it out dive in mm-hmm. um, all right so let's talk about the pi yeah i mean 
I don't know. There was there was just a lot of showmanship to this whole part, especially when they go back to study the bones um, yeah. of somebody who's a victim, and the PI insists that they turn off the camera because he doesn't want to hurt his credibility <sighs> by uh, like indulging in vampire belief they lied to the pi and said we're also private investigators Mm -hmm. that's right and then they're like i guess i thought they kind of they kind of are of a sort well they're yeah they're sort of the very private investigators (laughs) where they're only doing this for themselves you know what i mean like a private investigator is hired by somebody right to to get to the bottom of of a mystery right they're just freelance vampire hunters yeah right so, but they do a lot of investigating. So honestly, I forgot that that was even a lie. Yeah. Well, so they 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 look at the guy presents to them a bone, mm-hmm. which looks like it's three D printed. Yeah. It's clearly, I guess, a bleached bone. It has to be. But how white does a bleached bone get? Because this thing looks. Somebody put a crest a crest white strip on that thing. It is. It does not look real. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And listen, I haven't seen many bones. No. Also, shouldn't that be in an evidence lockup Yeah, somewhere? I don't know why they're just like holding it. Private investigator, man? I don't know. So Eric Strait brings out a set of dentures. <laughs> oh, I have the quote that he said because it was, it was amazing to me. This was something that he does regularly. He said he keeps it he on He said, I always carry a dental cast of a 19th century vampire killed in Romania. He always has that with him, which feels Same. like a joke. That feels yeah. like it's something right out of I a, like a best in show. It. Yeah. You know, a mighty wind. Yeah. It, it feels like a joke. Mm-hmm. I don't go anywhere without my 19th century vampire tooth cast. Right. And it's working out for me because right now I can line it up with the bite on this bone and it's exact. Frankly, thank God he had it. So all vampires have the same tooth spacing. I don't know. Maybe it was that vampire who did this. Maybe, sure. So he goes, well, I think we should you know, level with you. We are, we, I know who did this, he says. And a long pushing <laughs> on him. Dramatic pushing. He goes, he's a vampire. I'm like, well, that's not who did it. Right. That's what did it. Yeah. You've solved nothing. Yeah, right. And then the guy, well, the guy's he like. he pointed him in the right direction. Theoretically. And the guy goes, he's like, what? And he goes, I should probably tell you this now. We're vampire hunters. And the guy goes, guys, come on. <laughs> You're pulling my chain. And for a second, I was almost like, that's like a good bit of that. They don't have him go like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have him like fly off the handle. He's like. They're like, all right. All right. Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> and then he's like, and, and I was like, that's that's relative. In the grand scheme, that's more naturalistic than anything else. And then, but yeah. then he goes, I'm going to need you to put the, take the, put down the cameras. The guy. No, wait. It's Eric straight on the show. It's the host who does it. I forgot he, about he it. Takes the camera. Eric down? Strait goes, guys, guys, give me, give me a second here. Oh, okay. So Eric's. But I think he would want up... that footage if it were real. He would want to be convincing this guy. I think they put up text on screen that said Tim whatever. I think they did both. To, yeah. No, I know, but yeah. I, I think they say that Tim didn't want to talk about this because he was worried about it hurting his credibility as a private investigator. Then Tim must be pissed because they did keep the right. cameras rolling in the other room when Tim goes, all right, listen. Right. Shouldn't be now telling I'm gonna you this. I'm going to level with you. But you need to look up somebody named Aaron Ross Lee. Yeah. All right. This guy's got some crazy stories. Okay. I'm not going to tell you anything more. Mm-hmm. Like, but so you're this guy, a vampire guy. I know some vampire stuff. Exactly. How far do you think we'd have to go to find somebody who will level with us about some vampire <laughs> stuff? Because they hit the exact right PI. Who's yeah, like, you're right. Lucky them. It's like, t- t- turn those cameras off. But yeah, but yeah I know. I've got a hot tip for you. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
<laughs> I know. I'm with you 100% of the way. <laughs> so they try to get in touch with Aaron Rossley. They fail. They get in touch well, with his mom. Yeah, they call his mom. His mom on the phone it goes, oh, you're trying to get in touch with Aaron. I haven't seen him in a while. That boy has always been in a detention seeker his whole life. She says this to some strangers. Well, first when they call, they're, they're like, we're, at, we're calling to ask about Aaron. She's like, what did he do this time? <laughs> yeah. She's, she goes like, yeah, something happened about a month ago, and he gets angry real easily now. Yeah, it's incredible. And she goes, and by the way, I whatever he says to you, I don't believe that story of his. I'm like, you're, you're, like willingly <laughs> giving up a lot of information. Yeah, right. To these strangers over the phone right now, and and setting it out like a little tantalizing morsel for them to follow up. How could they not go after? She's Aaron? the best. Yeah accidental person to get on a documentary ever again these guys are stepping in it left and right speaks in sound bites Mm -hmm. um they go to they find aaron ross lee's place yeah um they go at night he comes out to kick their asses he does yeah he's like he doesn't want to talk about it this whole thing is riddled with like smash to commercial yeah you know so like something dramatic will happen meow like sting and then they're in danger smashed a commercial when you come back they're like oh sorry big misunderstanding how can i help you yeah, and it, it made me think of goosebumps and I, yeah and that was when yeah. i started to really enjoy myself again because yeah, I, I, you that. know i'd been going through all the emotions well william also are we skipping over and perhaps we're not no i guess we're not when they are running chasing a vampire in like a oh in the homeless camp yeah, that okay. That comes up right in, in just okay, a moment. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because that was a standout moment to me. So Aaron, whatever, yeah. basically is like, who's there? Who's that? Who comes to knock, knock, knocking at my door? I'm going to kick your ass. They smash commercial. When he comes back, he's like, sorry, I thought you sorry, were someone fellas. else. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to help in any way I can and, and he, have a peaceful conversation. Yeah, right. And he tells them that he was living on the streets when somebody offered him a, a place to stay. And so he stayed with these two guys who then ended up trying to drain him of all his blood. Yes. And so he was unwittingly giving his blood to vampires to feed off of. Right. And this is, I think, what has brought them to this like homeless. Yeah. Camp. He's uh-huh. like, well, where were they? Yeah. So they, they go to this place where they use luminol mm-hmm. to, to find where blood has been. And they find one handprint. Yeah, and I can't remember how they phrase it. I don't know if you do, but they're like, there's a lot of it. Yeah, he something goes, bad happened. It was terrible. They, they it. spray and you see the bloody handprint and it's like one smear. Yeah. One thing on the wall. And listen, it's probably not a good thing for any bloody handprint to be anywhere. Probably not. But it's not like it's covering the room as far yeah, as Yeah, it's we just can a see. single one. Marcel goes, that's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. Yeah. That's a lot of it. Yeah. That's a lot of it. I know. <laughs> like, a, you can't come up with anything more. It's a great more, turn of phrase. Nothing more evocative. That's a lot of blood. That's a lot unpack of it. Unpack it. Right? And unpack a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think we should unpack a lot because there's not really. That's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's more right. than you want. There's but... more you're right. Yeah. So they're standing in between two trailers. This is amazing. This is incredible. They're facing the camera. So the camera's pointed at them and we can see in the background. Uh-huh. Deep, the deep background. Somebody pops into frame in between the two of them. Someone's standing back there. Yep. And then they, they, I guess they turn and see him. They're like, hey! Ah! And then they just start running after the guy. And, and smash the he, commercial. He evades them. He evades them. He gets away from them entirely. Yes. When we come back from commercial, it's just these two guys like huffing and puffing. And they're like, we've had to do that a lot. We've we've come, we've had many close. This means that we're close. Yeah. I know. They're like, That's actually a good thing. He goes, it's, it's very hard to catch a vampire mm-hmm. but that's why we do it 
something like, you know, something like that. Right. And this is where I start going like, wait a minute, (laughs) hold on. We're talking so much about what vampires do, what they want, Mm -hmm. how they operate. And these two guys have seen hide nor, neither hide nor hair of anything. No. And occasionally, now they're a homeless encampment, right? Right. Where like there could be anybody. Mm -hmm. And they definitely think that the guy there was a vampire. Oh, yeah. And now it's a fact. Yes, absolutely. They think he was, so now he was. Well, also, will they go into these, I guess they're kind of trailers or something. Yeah. And they do find a coffin. They do. That is a jar. That's true. So, but I guess here's, here's, reason. here's part of my, my issue. No matter where they go, they don't find anything. Right. But they see signs. Mm-hmm. And so there's just this weird feeling throughout the entire show that these guys might just be, let's let's say that they believe what they're doing is true. They might just be wrong about everything. Yeah. Because they never find anything. No. So they just keep going like, they might, oh my God, you know what they're probably doing? They're probably trying to take over the United States. <laughs> and then they, and know, they, they smash to credits and now they start acting like that thing they said is true is law they infer a lot although will i will take issue with you saying that they haven't found anything um eric said that he investigated a case he investigated a case on the coast of new mexico in the 90s where a vampire killed a teen then they put the vampire in jail but he broke out because he bent the bars open like miss piggy and left remember <laughs> Did you say that part no <laughs> miss piggy <laughs> he bent the bars like miss piggy in the great muppet keeper it's it's so he has, he's encountered. I guess, but in their show, they don't. No. And so it just has they this feeling don't. of like, it feels like they don't have a budget. You know, like it feels a little bit they like. They blew it on actors, maybe. It feels like Jaws if you <laughs> never saw the shark ever. Yeah. And by the end, you're like, maybe there's not a shark. <laughs> Again, I think I'm, I'm used enough to watching paranormal stuff that I have no expectation of ever seeing the thing that we're after. Yeah, but a ghost show. Like ghosts are invisible mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. Or supposedly, yeah. You're right. yeah. See through. They're saying vampires are just people. Yeah, they're well, they're hominids. They're not people. They're hominids. Yeah, and we should be able to see a person. Yeah. Also, if the whole idea, but they have like super strength and speed and stuff. He says early on they could be anyone. They could be at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Forget what do they need from a grocery store. He they comments could be... on that in an interview that I listened to. They're shopping for people at the grocery store they go in the middle of the night because they can't be out during the day Christmas. and then they can track a person through the aisles that just made me want to throw up <laughs> they're shopping for people what a cute retort they're sh- oh why did i say that i have an answer they're shopping for you're the product for you makes me want to puke um they could be your priest uh-huh crucifixes hurt them can they be your priest you might see them at the post office sunlight hurts so what are they doing at the post office? I don't know. You're the mail. I don't know. <laughs> You're their package. Whoa! You know what, why they're at church? The body of Christ. Whoa! Whoa! The, the blood, blood of Christ. Christ. Whoa! It's perfect. <laughs> it's too perfect. Oh it's God. just, I don't know. There's always a dodge out I of know, these I things. Know. I, you know, I don't know. I know. I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about when they go into the caves. Okay. Okay. This is kind of kind of the end of it. All right. Um, they, they go <laughs> Only in... kind of because there's oh, something insane happens at the end of this. <laughs> they go in these caves to... <laughs> 
I guess they've heard that they're a vampire hangout. Is that what happened? Yeah, they they hang out in the caves. Right. Yeah. And they say at one point, vampires use candles as a light source in caves and dark places. Smart. That's yeah. a great idea. It's very good. It's very what a distinctive feature of vampires. Yeah. P.S. You know how you kill a human? A stake through the heart or cut off their head. Yeah. That. How is this different? Also work. How is this but different? So they go in this cave and they find backpacks. Right. So that, oh, instead of that saying, like, oh, I guess teenagers hang out and here's the times and, like, smoke and stuff, right. that to them tells them that vampires have, have somehow lured or brought children down here to feed on the young. And now it's a fact. Yes. Now they're like, my God. They're, they're like, that's eat- what they're doing. So even in the synopsis that you children. were saying yeah. before, um, the synopsis said something about how there's a plan or whatever. Right. This to them now is the plan. They feed on children because that gives them like supercharged powers. It's it's such weird writing. Mm-hmm. And like, like if it's true, then they've got they shouldn't be state they shouldn't trust their own theories so much. If it's true, they shouldn't be so cavalier about the jury's this. out until you prove it, right? Yeah. But no, they're like backpacks. They must be eating the young. <laughs> So they're trying to eat the young. Right. My God, they're probably going to eat all the teenagers in town. Right. We got to help the teenage. And now it becomes a fact. Yes. If it's fake, you need a better smoking gun. Yeah, than a backpack. Before you can buy in to a, a theory. So it, again, I feel that that speaks to it not being fake. I know. I also think they got to start going places during the day. Yeah. Not um, a bad idea. Because they go into that cave at night. And right. they like get their machete up before they walk in. Yeah. I'm like, you think you're going in there and you might have to behead people on camera? Right. Your cameraman's going to come in and film you cutting vampire no. heads off? How about you come back uh, by the, the, the light morning light? Yeah. Yeah, with the sun shining. But that wouldn't help because if it, when you're in a cave, you're hidden from the light anyway. So vampires can hang out there all time of day. All right. How about the homeless encampment? Yeah, no, come in the day. How about that guy? Who said he was bitten by a vampire and his Look, mom said that he has got a bad temper. I'm he might you. be a vampire. Yeah. P.S. What I was starting to say about like if you're if you're going to go with like the guy behind you at the grocery store might be a vampire. Your priest might be a vampire. How about some paranoia? Mm-hmm. How about some real paranoia? So part of why. Anyone they're interviewing. Yeah. Might not be trustworthy. And they don't play with that. And I'm surprised. It is surprising. Part of why I was like oh god I don't know if this is as fun as I thought it was going to be was because. When they were setting up the show in the very, very beginning, and I felt this less and less as it went on, which is strange, I was a little bit like, ugh, you know, in the time where we're, where there are people out there who are worried about the deep state and believing all this crazy crap, like... Yeah this belief in in vampires and they could be anyone and they could be anywhere yeah, is a right. little bit scary because then if you're always at the ready and carrying a machete or a gun for signs of vampires that's actually disturbing you, you know? know what and then right. there's it, there's less of that sort of feeling to me as we kept watching because it became so clear to me that this was so fake and schlocky. Yeah. I think if they maybe had been talking to real people about this, then I still might have had that like kind of pit of my stomach, like this is a little dangerous and scary feeling. Yeah. But it ended up being so fake that yeah, because they only spoke to performers. Yeah. But but to your point, if they're if they're putting this out there under the guise of it being real, yeah, and we've talked about this before, um, fake reality. Hmm. Is a, a major trope in horror for a million years. Dracula. Yeah. Dracula has documentation that purports to be real in mm-hmm. it. Blair Witch. Um, Texas Chainsaw. There are a thousand things. It's a legacy. It's a subgenre yeah. unto itself in horror to, to say this is a real documentary. Certainly. But 
when the the when it's on the travel channel alongside other supposedly real shows mm-hmm. and you're telling people you you never leave without your machete because anyone might be a vampire and you might have to cut their head off right it, is it just irresponsible today i think that if it was a little bit less fake clearly than it it, i because that's what that was what my feeling was at first going into it before meeting actors i was like i don't know if this is cool i don't know if we should really be talking about this but it's so out there that it's i don't feel that way do you want more of this do i want um huh good question i guess i would check it out this is clearly a pilot yeah I, i would be curious if they would keep this same format you can't I, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they could. Uh, do well, we'll I talk about the cliffhanger. Not, not per, I don't particularly. No, not really. What about you? I think I, I, I applaud the effort and the fun of making exactly this. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I wish them well. Oh, I certainly do too. But it didn't leave me chomping at the bit for more to be made. If I'm being honest, you know me. I, I'd be. I'd be happy for them to to get to make a show because that's great. I think that goes without saying. But, but if we're talking I, about personal preference, yeah. like, am I dying to have another episode? Am I going to watch really? this? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But I enjoyed watching this. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I look at it and I, and I go, what? Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah, it's totally fun. Um, let's talk about the cliffhanger. Yes. Um, so they... <laughs> okay. We go from the cave to town to now they think that there might... Oh, they go to an arcade? God, that's right. They go to an arcade. The arcade starts coming to life around them. <laughs> Just crazy. Like All the games turn on and they're like, whoa, ah, whoa. And then there's a man standing behind yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Smash to credits. Yep. Or smash to commercial. When you come back, the man goes, sorry, I scared you. I'm the owner of this place. And I've been waiting for you. I'm Barney. I'm Barney. Yeah. Shouldn't you still be skeptical of this man if vampires can be anyone? Yes. Yes. You'd be skeptical of everyone. Yes. 20,000 is a pretty big number. Yes. Yes. You know, well, it turns out it might be even more. So Barney, the arcade man, Mm -hmm. goes like, "Well, yeah, I mean, all the raves and stuff, like the people went missing during the raves. Yeah, what you guys don't know about the raves? I thought that's why you wanted to talk to me. Uh See, every person, every place gives them the next breadcrumb. Yeah, totally. So they're following the breadcrumb trail. It's like a relay race. Yeah, run to this location. Theoretically awesome. Pick up a new baton, sends you in that direction. So now they're investigating these raves, and that leads them to what's this man's name? Sizlak. I don't know. G. Sislak or something it's like that. G. Sislak. Sergey Molovic. Hmm. Okay. So not G. Sislak. Sergey Molovic. Yeah. Okay. He, they, I don't remember what, I think that he just, the man, the arcade man, Barney, just said he runs the raves. Uh huh. So they started trying to Google Sergey Molovic. Yeah. They come up with one photo from a hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, and they talk about like theory to fact. They go, yeah, this is the only photo I got, unless this is him. Right, and exactly. He, and he's and he doesn't age. Uh huh. So he's still alive. Yep. And they they start looking up S. Malov. Uh huh. They go. We found an S. Malov who's doing the 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 raves and owns property nearby, storage facilities. Hmm. They go, Let's see what else he's he storing. owns. He owns S. Malov owns storage facilities in every state. And they pull up a map, and it's got like radiating points on it, as yeah. if these are hot spots. This is Vampnet, I believe. Vampnet, I think. So S. Malov, theorized to be Sergey Malovic from a hundred years ago, owns storage facilities across the country. Mm-hmm. And they theorize, they go to the storage facility 
inside every storage facility box is a coffin mm-hmm. with dirt in it. We know what that dirt is. Yeah, it's Romanian dirt or from wherever they were created. Yes, it is dirt called something. It had a name. I don't <laughs> it's remember. It's called like Chernozem. Uh-huh. That's what it was. Chernozem. It's soil content only from Romania. Right. So it's it's verification. All of these storage facilities that S. Molov owns contains contain vampires. Yeah, they're vampire houses. And they go, our estimate was off. There could be as many as half a million right, vampires about this. Yeah. across the country. Yeah. Like, well, how are we going to stop Sergei Molovic? So we've gone from people have been missing in the southwestern United States to now we've got a big bad, a villain. And, oh, yeah. And we theorized that it might be Sergei Molovic, but now they're like, how are we going to stop Sergei Molovic? Mm-hmm. And it's just gotten so big. And it's the fact huge. The fact that now they're saying it's a fact yeah. It's a fact now that there are half a million vampires in the country and all these storage facilities that they've got to get to. Right. And they're like, uh, they say uh, they've been emboldened. The threat is real and we have to be on high alert until we can stop them for good. Yeah. And that's the end of the documentary. So cliffhanger established. Ooh. If this gets picked up for a series, every week they're going to be going to, what, a new storage facility? It doesn't seem like there's much to explore. No, you know where they're the... on the trail of Sergei Molovic. They're going to hunt Sergei Molovic? They're not yes. going to go state by state and talk about vampire culture in that state? It doesn't seem like it. Will they Do you ever... think, did we really talk about vampire culture in this that much? Not really. No, we didn't. No, we, it was, we it, saw it's nothing. a hunt. No, this is like Dog the Bounty Hunter with vampires. Oh my god. So, no, I think this is setting up the search for Sergei Molovic. Search for Sergei Molovic. Mm-hmm. Yes, Molov. Yeah. But what Smolov. if they're one and the same? Smolov. Yeah. I oh. sm- Smolov it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there. That's, that's how they end it. Yeah. I don't have any idea mm-hmm. what this thing is, how it was fully put together, but I think our theory is pretty good. Yeah. You've got passionate. Yep. You've got passion project. Yes. For people who... Maybe in their private lives genuinely believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they just love it. Yeah. And, and think it's fun. Have put in their time working in the industry and managed to get some green light to try something. Yeah, totally. Put it out there and let the market decide. Mm-hmm. They didn't get any marketing bucks for it. I bet that stings. Yeah, that sucks. I understand that. And I, you know, people, um, you know, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. So, uh, mostly uh, but did. I also look at it and go, "Oh boy." Oh yeah. What are we doing? And here? I think that they expect that to a degree. I think so too. You know. So I do and recommend it to a degree. I I know we just spoiled the hell out of it. You gotta see. Yeah. You gotta see. Plus yeah. I d- this thing. Yes. Again. Discovery Plus Vampires in America. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Let us know what you think about the Kevlar neckerchief. Should I get one? The smoking gun. I love that for my own safety. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank you. To everybody just for you. just just thank you, you know for what? thank you. Taking this ride with us. And like we said before, if you would like to support the show, which we appreciate so much, you can go to patreon.com slash gttu pod. There are tons of options there for your budget. All of them get different bonus shows. And thank you so much to everybody who already donates over there. It means the world. It truly does. Yes. You can also find us online at gttupod.com. That has links to all of our previous shows, the video versions, info about advertising, links to our Facebook group, all sorts of stuff. There's so much going on, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Patreon.com especially. I feel like we've yeah. just got so much exclusive material there. That is a lot of fun to check out and dig into. Definitely. And there's a Discord channel that comes along with the Patreon at all of the levels. And um, it's just like cool people talking about interesting stuff, being supportive to each other. Um, it's a group of like-minded people. And it's really, really sweet. So. Just Bear in mind that when Kristen talks about cool people, she's also partially talking about herself because she's in there. And how do we feel about that? Yeah, so I guess take it with a grain of salt. Um, one last uh, uh, small-ish thing that I wanted to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I di- In some of my digging about Eric Streit. Yes, I Streit, came across this. I found this. He is listed uh, recently as the board of directors for the Adventurers Club of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that this is uh, a historical club that goes yeah. back quite a ways. Yeah, he's a, he's a curious guy who likes to mix it up. So I do think that there there's something Dan Aykroyd-ish about yeah. him. I do think that he might be a believer Yeah. Um, in this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think so, so too. Anyway, uh, that, that's really neither here nor there, but just trying to like figure out the the authenticity right of this and again the fact that i think people look at somebody and go oh he's worked in the industry before therefore all of this is fake doesn't necessarily mean that he, i didn't this yeah, could I just be a passion that. of his well i saw several people say that in like yeah on twitter and in in uh, subreddit threads. Yeah. so really just to dispel that like yeah like you can be it's a job right totally. it's an industry yeah, and you so multiple things too you know like yeah. even though I, I guess the issue is that You know, I understand it to a degree because people regard reality TV as so fake. Right. And so putting out something that you purport to be real while being somebody who's produced a lot of fake quote unquote content could be confusing for people. But I I don't know. You can. It doesn't mean you're fake 100 percent of the time. Exactly. Um, I I also actually I looked up uh, on IMDb. There's like a a very sparse IMDb for this Mm -hmm. uh, documentary. But I did see that it was directed by. Uh, somebody worth pointing out. Oh. And I'm surprised I didn't get to this uh, previously. Um, uh, Vampires in America was directed by Clint Leolos. Okay. Uh, I checked on his other credits. It's a lot of reality shows. Um, uh, but notably, he he was also the director of Duff Takes the Cake. So I <laughs> wanted to make sure that I said that before we sign off. Of course. That uh, the director of this also directed Duff Takes the Cake. It lends credibility. It lends some credibility. This comes from a real Duff Takes the Cake yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. That's all you <laughs> we need We all to know, know what that means. Yeah. We all know what that is. <laughs> that's an awesome name for We something. all know that. So anyway, that's, that's the last of that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, everybody... <laughs> Make sure you follow at GTTU pod everywhere to keep up to date with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hope that you had a lot of fun. We'll be back next week for more uh, uh, unusual stories. Absolutely. That's exactly what I think this can be summarized as. Yes. An unusual story. Certainly. Go check out Vampires in America, everybody. Follow Mm -hmm. us on Twitter as well. Yep. I am at Sean Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. So we'll see you next week, everyone. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go away. Perhaps to Romania. I would go to Romania. Eh. No? Not really. I I don't really want to go anywhere. Yeah, you don't have the travel bug. No. No? I got a lot of bugs. (laughs) Yeah.
Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 